everybody, so welcome back. Here we are, episode three, ladies and gentlemen, and it is going to be, uh, dare I say, the best one yet. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, Very exciting. We have an insane basketball player here, uh, Mr. Ben Smith. Uh, For a little bit more about him real quick, we're going to go ahead and throw it over to Brian. What you got for us, Brian? Chris, I've got sitting beside me in studio today. Point guard for the 2006 Dublin Fighting Irish State Championship team. He Mm. also was the GHSA Player of the Year in 2006, his senior year in high school. Uh, From there, he went on to play college ball in Jacksonville with the Jacksonville Dolphins in the A-Sun Conference. (laughs) Tell you a little bit about what Mr. Ben did down there. Took the the Dolphins to the title game in 2009-2010. They went to the NIT Tournament. Twice when Ben played in Jacksonville. He was a four-time All-Sun, All-A-Sun player, two-time A-Sun All-Tournament team, and was the preseason 2010 A-Sun Player of the Year. Oh. Ben played pro ball in Sweden, Iceland, Greece, France, and did about two months in China. <laughs> From there, Ben went on in 2019 to 2023, last four years, the head coach of the Dublin Fighting Irish, where he had an impressive 97-18 and 18 overall record. Four 20-win seasons. That's all four seasons he was there. He had a 20-win season. Back-to-back region champs, a 54-4 and four region record. Four players signed scholarships. I can keep going. Two sweet <laughs> 16. Going. Going. <laughs> one elite eight. One final four state playoff. And now is the new head coach. We are uh, not coach. We also uh, broke the school record for winning streak twice back to back years. <laughs> I preach don't it. you dare preach it, it, man. What yeah. in the world did 30, I know? 30, oh uh, 37 game home winning streak, also a school record. So you set a new record and then broke that record? <laughs> yeah. Later, 12 months later. <laughs> I'm glad you put I that out. I don't like it. It's not quite good enough. Let's get it <laughs> So, So this is what you're getting, Baldwin County Braves. Uh, <laughs> Me being a Dublin Irish alumni, I um I, I congratulate you. Hats off to uh, getting uh, you, the best coach, Ben. Thank you so much for coming, man. Man, thanks for having me, man. Uh, I know we're gonna have a great time, man. That was great intro, great intro. And I really I don't like to talk much about myself, so sometimes hearing those things are uh, it's a good reminder. But you did. I, I also was to add just because it's not an everyday thing. I am a two-time Hall of Famer, Jacksonville University and Atlanta Sun. Um, Hall of Fame just recently had my jersey retired in That's 2001. Right. Um, That's impressive. And we did leave, I did leave the school with five school records, and shout out to my guys at Jacksonville University. Awesome. Blueprint Boys, definitely one of the best times of my life. I couldn't accomplish any of that without those guys, and those guys were my wedding. So anytime I mention Jay, you always got a shout out to the crew I was with. So shout That's, out to those guys. That's what's up, man. That's so that's so crazy, man. Because I'm sitting here thinking, like, if we were to put together a page of my accolades and intro <laughs> somewhere, it would be like, well, he dropped out of high school. Um, he used to get high, and now he doesn't. So thank God for that. And that would be it. That's that's my, my that's my intro. Three bullets and we're done. That's it. <laughs> We all got different stories. Just a quick run through. To be fair to myself, Ben, the reason I ran—I didn't mention those last two things. Thanks for my my pen ran out of ink. <laughs> <laughs> it was a new pen when I started writing the accolades with Mr. Smith. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I needed two pens. 
So, Ben, tell us about the NIT. That's one of the things I want to ask because we were talking before the, the show got started. We were talking about the, uh, the two appearances in the NIT tournament. All right, so let's uh to give you some background and just get into the NIT. So when you play at a school at Jet like Jacksonville University, which is a mid major, so you're uh you have a regular season champion and then you have a um tournament champion. And now I kind of a lot of us can we kind of hate the that the regular season does champ doesn't go to the NCAA tournament because you play each other. We might have fourteen region games, I mean fourteen conference games, and you play each other twice. So we feel that is a better indicator of who's the best team in the conference than us getting together for a couple of nights and anything can happen, March Madness. So we won the um, uh, regular season tournament in two thousand. I mean, regular season championship in two thousand nine, and then we lost and we got demolished <laughs> in the championship game to um, East Tennessee State. So from there, since we were the regular season champs, we are allowed to go to the NIT. So a lot of good teams are in the NIT. I think if you follow college basketball, you're so – don't get me wrong, the NCAA tournament is – I mean, it's the top of the top. But you have a lot of good teams who get left out. Um, like my first year, we went and played at UF. We played Florida, which is crazy. So mm. this is – mine, I'm in school, the Tim Tebow Florida years. So you were playing when uh, – what was his name? The big tall guy with all the crazy hair. That was my freshman year. Noah. Uh, Noah. So yeah, Jake was Jakeem Noah. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's jump. Let's jump to that story. Real okay. Quick. Okay. So I'm 18, and we play them my second game of my college, my third game of my college career. <laughs> Horford. Uh, yeah, yeah. Horford, uh, Noah, Corey Brewer, uh, Torian Green, all first round picks. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I'm naive at the time, like you know, when you're in college, like <laughs> it's just funny to look back. So I'm 18. Um, we're warming up, and I remember like yesterday, we're all focused, getting the sweat, like going hard, and we look on the other end, and like Corey Brewer and Joe Kim Newell, they just sitting on the scores table watching us warm up. So it's two, it's two different warm ups in uh, college. So we go in at the thirty minute mark, we running back to the locker room, and I'm like, man, they're not even focused. Like we're gonna kill these guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like just being nineteen, naive. So you know our coaches now. <clears throat> I get it now, looking back. I used to wonder, like, why is our coach like want us to get the ball inside and run this strategy? That guy is six eleven, our guy is six five, but he's like practicing because he know we're gonna get killed. So we just practicing what we're gonna do later <laughs> on. <laughs> so we come back out. The score is six to four at the first media timeout. Us. The next ten minutes was the fastest ten minutes I ever seen in my life. Like <laughs> the pace of the game picked up so much, and I'm a fast guy. I get a steal. Uh, like had close to the three-point line and I'm like ahead of everybody so as I'm going you know it's like a layup all my life Joe Kim Noah runs me down before I even get to the rim so I just have to curl the ball out but this is just how fast this guy is at 16 me like always one of the fastest guys on the court he runs me down I have to curl the ball out so then I'm just like Corey Brew is guarding me 6-8 I couldn't even really see the basket the first half <laughs> <laughs> every every crossover, every move, he right there yeah, with yeah. a baggy t-shirt on up under it. Like I could, <laughs> I couldn't do anything. The score went from six to four to twenty-eight to six. We were on Sports Center the next day. They made like twelve consecutive uh, baskets, and I'm like on five of the clips, lobs over my head, <laughs> layup, dunk, steal, dunk. They had the Sports Center track in the corner with like. <laughs> 13 for 13, like in the stretch. So, yeah, so that was my introduction to college basketball. Nice. Oh, wow. Nice. So, so just, for, just for context real quick, how how tall are you? 5'10 uh, in the 
uh, in the book. If you see me on the streets, probably about five nine and a quarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They always gonna list me five ten, but definitely I didn't make it all the way there. Paying a guy to do you a favor. On that's that. right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But I'll tell you, I got all the features. Like I don't know, God got distracted or something. I got long arms, God you know, broad shoulders, but he just stopped me. Before. Like I was on my way to six foot. I don't know what happened. He stopped me. So yeah, I'm a. Guy, a guy's guarding me who's almost a foot taller than me, yeah, and can move just as fast as me. So, mm-hmm. again, so fast forward to 2009, read out and say that was a Tim Tebow year. So, this how you know, like, um, when I first saw like a college kid and then like um, <laughs> a figure. <laughs> so, we're on the bus about to get off to play Florida. Tebow is walking across campus, uh, just surrounded by security, like. I'm thinking we both, what, we the same graduating class, but he has like five or six security guards walking across uh, campus with him. And then it's just like a parade behind him. Really? Just like of students. Mm. Just like, that's Tim Tebow, like trying to talk to wow. him and stuff. So it's just like, to actually see that live, you know, you mm. see him going crazy in the national championship, but to see him, I just couldn't imagine living that life at mm-hmm. 20. Yeah. I probably would have lived life the wrong way with that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, so we played Florida in uh, NIT the first year. They kill us. Um, 82-64. They had Nick Calathis, who ended up being an NBA player, and then went overseas because he's actually from, he's Greek. Mm-hmm. And we had been to camp together. Um, it was uh, me, him, Steph Curry. Yes, I met Steph Curry at Chris Paul camp. That's cool. Um, and I knew then he was going to be different. Like, totally dominated pickup when we were there. This was his Davidson years. Okay, right. So the NIT, again, though, just not to um, jump all over the place. It's a great experience, and it's, again, it's really high-level basketball, and you go into those places of UF, and it's so loud. It's so loud. The game is so fast. The crowd is so hostile. That game, I remember I shot an air ball, like, in the first maybe three minutes of the game, and they literally said air ball every time I touched it for the rest of the game. Ooh. And I'm the point guard, so I'm touching it every play. Every play. Yeah, so. Uh, God, so, man. brutal. But it's all, man, it's all. I wouldn't trade it for the word great experience. Yeah, like, yeah. Great experience. I'm sure. And then, so, you want to jump into the next year in the NIT? I, yeah, I want to hear about the Arizona State. All right, so you get prepared. The next year we do the same thing. We win the regular season. <laughs> we lose to Mercer um, at the buzzer. In the NCAA tournament. So we go to the um, NIT, we get selected, and we do the same thing you see on TV, the selection committee. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're in our team locker room, team green room, like chill room, watching to see where we get selected. And all I can remember was, I hope we don't play UConn. Because UConn was, uh, the year after they won the national championship, but they had Kim, Kimball Walker, mm-hmm. Stanley Robinson. Like, they just was a team who just underachieved but were really good. So, I'm just looking like if we play them, we don't have a chance. So, Arizona State uh, is the one seed in our bracket, and we're the eight. So, immediately, like, I told – they called our name, and I told our team, oh, we going to beat them. <laughs> like, I could just see, even though they were in the Pac-12, just how the team is structured. Um in your smaller conferences, your bigs are really the difference most times than your high majors. Like, so – they're at NC State, their big man might be 16. Mm-hmm. At JU, your big man might be 6'6. Six, six. But the guards are like a dime a dozen. You just have, it'd be situations like 
I could have easily went to NC State. This guy could have easily went to JU, just depending. So that is usually even. Their team was really guard constructed. I mean, made up for guard, so I knew we would have a chance. So we go out there. The day before we go out there on national TV, I bust my nose wide open. <laughs> so now I got to play on national TV with 13 stitches. <laughs> so I was about to fight my teammate. And I was like, <laughs> we got a fast break. Shout out to my guy, Travis Kahn. One of our worst, one of our worst defenders. <laughs> Did you shout him out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of our worst defenders. Shout him out and then acknowledge he was your worst defender. Chase, chase me down and practice. Learn how to play some D. And run up under me and make me fall on my face. So I'm like, bro, I'm literally like cussing him out. Like, bro, you don't even play this hard in the game. Like, <laughs> bring that energy tomorrow. Man. Yeah, yeah. Now you got me like bust nose, like brother. So we go get the stitches. So if you watch the game on uh, YouTube, like I'm fresh stitched all the way across and everything hurts like you're yeah. getting in them. Oh, oh, I bet. Yeah. So the first half is terrible, but my teammates are hooping. Like they're keeping us in the game, but I'm trash at this point. We, I'm one for eight, got three points, but we're only down eight. So they just kind of kept it around. And what people don't remember, we were down 60 to 49 with three minutes and 58 seconds left, and we ended up winning 67, 66. That's what's oh. up. And yeah, so the last four minutes, I think I had scored fourteen points and had like three assists, and I also hit the game winner. So the game went on ESPN two. Once I hit it, if you watch it, you can see me running to the sideline in front of the bleachers, and I'm telling this guy, Scarface, and now like I told you, like <laughs> like I told you, because it was a play earlier in the game when I was struggling. And I m made a shot, and he was calling me, you fake Allen Iverson, you little Not shit. Yeah, <laughs> like like just talking and talking. And at the time, I couldn't say nothing because at the time, he was right. <laughs> I really wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> but I just kept saying, wait, wait. So I'm just going and we yelling and saying all type of stuff. So that that was one memory. After the game probably was the best memory because we were able to go out like we was um, – we were able to go out and we went out just like probably how you dress now, like athletic gear. And we were on TV, so all the people letting us in the club free, like underdressed, really? <laughs> underdressed, <Yeah>. no ID. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just in there. So it was just such a great time. And that was my first time ever going on a private jet, too. So we took oh, a private wow. jet out there. Oh, PJ? Yeah, yeah, so that was dope. Yeah, that was dope. But it, great, great experience. Um, Again, probably changed my life because I went from one caliber and level before that shot to the next day getting more calls for agents yeah a high level so yeah yeah definitely a, a defining moment in my life and career for sure so it was 14 points and how how many minutes of a string? three minutes and three days seconds so i finished with 26. 14 points in three minutes yeah i don't even think i do that on 2k <laughs> <laughs> you don't that's amazing i had a lot of help man. i couldn't stand at the free throw line and make 13 shots in three minutes <laughs> Hey, well, how was you? Know. How was you feeling during that time? Was you feeling like throwing BBs in a swimming pool, like you just couldn't miss? Yes, it's a man. It's a weird. I can't really put it in words, like, but it comes from work, so I don't want right. to. Like all the shots I were making, I do that in practice over and over and over, and I'm a like um, gym baby. And people have all these war stories about going to the gym and late hours and stuff like that. But my wife would tell you, like, I will, and my teammates, I'll go in the gym. We would practice three to five. I might go in the gym from 11 to 1 a.m. and then mm. by myself and work and then go to sleep and repeat. And also, in those moments, you're just doing things you done right. did all the time. But it's still a feeling of, it's not like you, it's not like you even playing. Like, you're not thinking that, you're thinking, but everything is just flowing. You're just natural moving and you don't believe you can miss. 
and luckily I was blessed with the um, the temperament to stay calm. So even mm -hmm. if I'm doing really good, I'm kind of still right here, or if I'm doing really bad. So in that moment, you just only focusing on winning, focusing on winning yeah. whatever it takes to win. And the ball was going in, but my teammates they'll tell you if you look at the last play. Like it was for one guy to set me a screen. We had like three guys to set me a screen. It was like, we need you to shoot. Like, right, yeah. So that kind of like unselfishness at the team. But mm -hmm. again, they've seen it over and over and over. Just like I know the things they can do well in practice. I made a game winner probably a thousand times or 10 to 20, 15 times in the season at practice. So mm -hmm. it just happened to be on national TV that time. Wow. That's a good story, man. Brian, the, the young folks like us, we call that getting in the flow state. And the <laughs> you're just kind of okay. moving and everything's just falling. You know what's going on, and you're just kind of in the zone. We call that the flow state. Flow um, state. You taking, taking notes right there. Got, 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 got you. I'm glad you got that I one, got buddy. it. Yeah. It's for both of us, Derek. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I knew I was there. Yeah. Don't you worry. Learn something new every day. That's right. Talk to us about the uh, state championship at Dublin your senior year. What was that like, that whole, that whole season? That's a state champ. That's probably the my favorite championship, just because it's a it was a culmination of like thirteen years. Yeah, you know you do that with your friends and your family and the people who saw you grow up, the people you know who you see you at grocery stores, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you see that in, um, to win in front of those people. And my group, we were kind of pick to be good if that makes sense uh we won the first state championship at our age classification and recreation and we went to middle school mm -hmm. and we're 28 and no we were scoring like i think we scored 90 points a couple of times in middle school wow and then we lost as juniors in the final four my um coach t was coaching us clint thomas so just building up that year we were expected to, to us we were expecting to win mm -hmm. so to get there and finally do it again in the um i earned my scholarship actually in the state championship game okay so Jay, you have been following me around all summer playing AAU, um, but they just my coach Cliff Warren for some reason they would just not pull the trigger to offer me. So that game right there, they were there. Uh, we had been in constant communication, and it was got to the point it was seventy one sixty eight with five minutes and fifty eight seconds left. <laughs> yes, I got like that. I, you, I yeah, love that. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> so glad that you to got like second. all this. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm even to this day like. As a coach, like when I watch film, I can literally go to the film and like go to the play right there on first take. Like wow. tell you what happened, what time it was. I might just have to play around it with a couple of seconds, but I know exactly where it is. I mean, I, I think it's a testament to just how impactful those kind of moments are, mm -hmm. you know, growing sure. up. And even, even in adulthood, you know, some of those things that we get to experience, you know, those things that we can just kind of second by second replay off the top of our head. You know, those are very impactful and important moments. And I'm, I'm very glad that you can do that. Otherwise, yeah. Brian would have been up all night trying to, trying to watch all these games. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, trying to figure out all the Won't sleep scores. trying to figure yeah. it out. They can barely turn on the computer. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, so from that point, that point, I, again, one of those uh, things where work meets opportunity. Mm -hmm. Now, from that point, I remember Coach T. It's funny now because – I love my players to death, and I had some really good players at Dublin so far. And But none of my players right now where I could just pre – Coach T pretty much told me, like, <laughs> go win it. Mm. Like, like no plays, no instructions. Like, hey, Ben, your ball, make the play. And then from – Put it in your hands, huh? Yeah, from there, um, 
think I had, I know I had from that, I ended with 28 points, but I have 14 in those last five minutes and 58 and like six assists. I either scored or passed, uh, assisted the rest of the points. And again, we literally ran zero plays. Just came down, ISO wow. from the oh, top. Wow, man. Flow so, state. Yeah, flow state. Yeah, flow so 96-84, I remember. Uh, if you look at our clip, Jeroy's at the free throw line, and we we're about to go at 94-80. I start crying on the court then. <laughs> I just, uh, it hit me like, dang, yeah. we, about, like we about to win. Yeah. We about to win. So, um, 96-82, we call the time. They call the time. 96-84, we bring it up the floor. And then we just see them back up and, like, just surrender. Uh, surrender, like, it's over. So, we just stood there the next 30 seconds, getting the crowd hype. And then, man, it's one of the feeling like uh, my skin. Now it's crawling, like, bro. And then just everybody man, just, like, it was crazy. It was crazy. So, wow. shout out to Dr. Stucky as well, late Dr. Stucky. You yeah, know, he was on sure. that team. Uh, Chris sure. Wright, Johnson, Thomas Point. Great athletes, great athletes. But, yeah, yeah. definitely a bright moment in my life. Love it. For sure, man. Unbelievable. Derek, what you got for us over there? So, and Ben's going to have to help me out with this, but I'm obviously, if you can't tell, I'm the oldest one sitting at the table. <laughs> no, we can talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> I count on you, Chris, to be honest. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, uh, Ben got over here this afternoon, and I, I'd i been chomping at the bit. Uh, Brian and I, we've talked about, you know, we're brothers, and I told him, I said, Brian, I said, I've got to ask Ben when he gets here. i got a question to ask him when he gets here. Um, he's probably not going to remember, and you'll see why in just a minute. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to have to let Ben pick up on the story. But we're, we're, we're upstairs earlier, and uh, I said, Ben, i got to ask you a question. I said, whenever you were younger, it's just kind of silly. That <laughs> I thought he's going to remember. I said, Ben, I said, when you were younger, did your mama shop at Foodland, that's where I used to work when I was 18 years old. And I was bagging groceries, and I can remember a lady coming in there, and she had a small child, and his name was Ben. And she said, hey, he's all, always all over the place, and uh, I would always take her groceries out. She was super sweet, and he was full of energy. And uh, so I'm going to let Ben pick the story up from there. I'm going to uh, stop you right there because when, when, when Derek said all this to Ben, and I'm <laughs> – I'm doing the math in my head. I was about and, to get there. And Derek's like, tells his age, Ben tells his age, and I said, Ben, you would have been two years old. <laughs> Literally would have been two years old during the time of this story, two or three. So, Ben, go ahead and finish it. Yeah, so, seeming that I was only two years old. <laughs> he didn't remember. Yeah, I, I, could, I couldn't recall <laughs> the store or Derek. <laughs> Yeah, but you know we were to you know we wanted to call the person who could you know verify this. Fact so, check, if you will. Yeah, that we that was we so we fact checked it. So I called up my mother. I called her Mama Smurf. <laughs> I let her know she was on speakerphone. Just <laughs> never know what she might she say. She definitely seemed a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. as you did too. Oh, thank uh, you. Okay. Yeah. So, but we did ask her. I said, "Hey, Mama Smurf, uh, did you used to shop at Foodland?" <laughs> And she said, yeah. So we started telling her the story, and she was like, yes, that was definitely us and definitely you. So he was correct, even though I don't know why he was depending on a two-year-old. <laughs> to, to, to make that, to fact check that, we did talk to the source, and she confirmed it. So so in a way, you know, he saw it in me before anybody, you know. Right. When Ben hung up with his mother, Derek looked at me and goes, I can't believe his mama didn't say, hey, Derek. <laughs> 
I always pack my groceries so well. You know what I mean? Cold Thank, you so, Thank you so much for everything. You're you know? welcome. If you hadn't packed them so well, I don't even know if Ben would have kept playing basketball. You know? You know paper or plastic, Miss Smith? <laughs> it was all paper back then. <laughs> Absolutely. They hadn't even invented plastic back then. That's probably true. true. They were still working on electricity. <laughs> 1975, <laughs> yeah. So you talked about uh, JSU recruiting you and then offering after that state championship game. What was that like, being recruited by a college and mm. other colleges and whatnot? What was that like? Man, it's uh, JSU, it's, it's great. You know, it's what you work for. But at the same time, man, it's uh, – I'm going to be honest. I was like, what y'all waiting on? Like mm-hmm. – it's just you put in so much work and you want something. One of the hardest things to do, even as an adult, and I talk more about this when I talk about my overseas career, is like to prepare for a moment that you don't know is coming. Mm-hmm. Like to just keep working and doing the right things and keep doing the right things and you're not seeing the rewards. I mean, I was getting recruited, but I also was – I played on the AAU team with uh, Jordan Hill, who went to the Lakers, um, Tay Waller, who went to Auburn, um, Demerit Bebe. Yeah. So a lot – all of my – my AU team, we went 57-4, and all of us, most of us went, I think all of us signed to college. So all of this is going on around that time, too. So I'm kind of just like, I'm doing everything right. I had a great AAU season. I had a great regular season. Why is this taking so long? So when it finally happened, I was ecstatic. So I went on my visit. And at the time, I was kind of in talks with Georgia Tech, too, but they had at the time, they were about to sign Javoris Crittenton. I don't know if y'all mm-hmm. remember. He just recently got out of prison. I was going to say, yeah. He- so, um. I went to JU and my pops didn't really want me to go to JU. He wanted me to stay close to the home. This is when George Perimeter was good at junior college. And I didn't. Re- I had the grade, so I didn't have to go to junior college, but it probably would have been a step where I could have went to a bigger school the next year. So I go to JU and we have a visit. But people don't really know about my career at JU. Like, and this kind of been the play, my kind of theme of my career in coaching as well. Before I got there, it was a, they were 1-26 the year before I got there. Mm. Wow. One in twenty six was my coach first year. A lot of guys had left. They were playing with a lot of walk ons. So my visit on JU, I used to mess with my team all the time. I think I had the most legendary visit ever at JU. Like I was killing it. <laughs> like I was scoring. We were winning, and the players on the team were like, "Oh yeah, we got to get him." So Georgia Tech comes into the scene, and I mean that's home and that's bigger. But mm-hmm. at the time, they wanted me to walk on, and they didn't want to give me a full scholarship. Mm. So not really knowing the game, when you say walk home, I'm like, man, I'm not finna sit out a whole year and play basketball without playing basketball. And I'm thinking Javoris Crittenton is uh, he's the number one point guard in our country. I mean, in the country right now. He's 6'5". He's a uh, number. So I'm like, we in the same class. We don't ever play. Yeah. Not knowing this kid was going to go to the NBA literally the next year. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> yeah. so it could have been my spot. Anyway, so I decided I'm going to go to JU. And once I, I committed right there on spot and really was the best decision like opened up so many doors, but also looking back during that time, Georgia Tech, like they were looking for a point. Just retrospect, they were looking for a point guard, and we actually played Georgia Tech my junior year. Had a nice thirty-two points against Georgia Tech. Felt good. Yeah, felt real good. You got, you got, you got that flow state. Yeah, I missed the game. I missed the game winner though. Got a 76-74, Missed the three-pointer to win it. But you know it happens. They all can go in. But yeah, man. So that's how I ended up at JU. And again, like. We went from one and twenty six the year before I got there to fifteen and fourteen mm-hmm. to eighteen and twelve to twenty and thirteen and we're well, back to back twenty win seasons. So. Nice, that's impressive. That yeah. is impressive to come into something like that. 
uh, you know, and, and be part of the turnaround team, you know, that really gets them back on pace and gets them back, you know, winning ball games. Oh, yeah, and one more thing I need to say, like, uh, when I went to JU, it was not like your typical uh, Division One school. Like, when I went there, when by the time we left, we were winning. We had money. We had, like, real basketball offices and nice buildings. Right. When I went there, their basketball office was a trailer. Wow, yeah. really? My coach was in the back. My head coach was in the back room. I mean – this room is bigger than this office for sure. Huh. And back then, the assistants walked in. So it was like, it was not a situation that you dream of as a kid where you go in, it's like Division One school, big gym, uh-huh. like yeah, Dublin yeah. High School gym was just a little. So I went into the grind stages. But yeah. what did sell me was they had an arena downtown. And this was like, I guess, the country in me. <laughs> they took me downtown, right? So you know, we're from Dublin. I ain't, <laughs> we probably got something on the fifth floor. <laughs> So we on like the 30th floor oh, now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we yeah. looking over the city, we're eating, you know, it just looked crazy to me. Then they take me to the arena downtown, the Jacksonville Memorial uh, Veterans Veterans Arena. And it's bigger than, like when the Heat and Magic play there, they couldn't even fill it up. So wow. we walk in there and they put your names and the lights and all that. Uh, so it's like, oh yeah, sign me up. <laughs> yes, sign me up, bro. Got him, yeah, got yes, the name sign of the me up. There. Yeah, I'm there. I'm <laughs> there. So yeah, they definitely played the city life on me. Uh, to yes, give me. It worked though. Great decision. <laughs> yeah. Really proud of everything you've accomplished down there in Jacksonville, man. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. And what? What? what Jersey retired? What was? Was that? Somewhere? Jersey was retired. Number yeah. three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like this 2001, that's probably my most proud, uh, proud accomplishment. And shout out to my wife, cause my wife literally hit him like, "Hey, it's time to retire my husband jersey." Really? <laughs> yes. I put it up in the round. Yeah, nice. I, I didn't even know. Like, nice. I did not know. Oh, wow. When I got the call, like, well, she spearheaded it. Like, she called him, and then when she called him, it was kind of like a, it was a no-brainer. She said, like, once she introduced it, it was kind of like. Mm-hmm. Well, why we why haven't we done this? That's awesome. And then they, so this happened in a matter of matter of months, and have my son and my family and a lot of and the girls basketball Dublin girls basketball team was actually down there at the time. They were playing in the tournament, so it was kind of dope for them to Aww. witness that moment. We shared oh, that moment man. together. That's cool. Um, that so cool. yeah, so that was that was pretty good. Stay tuned, weeks coming because we will have that number three jersey on our wall behind us very soon. As well. Yeah, I'm really so excited about an that. autographed version of that yes, jersey. We'll if I don't say so myself, right. Did I already mention that I used to the bag jerseys <laughs> and I knew he was going to yep. be great yep. when he was two? Yep. I, I, I think you have one. I yep. couldn't remember. Sometimes yep. I forget. I think you're in the wrong profession. He should be a college recruiter. <laughs> gotta be. If you see it that young, you gotta be, bro. I mean, there's yeah, something special. Catching out two year olds. Let me tell you about this private pre K oh, we got going on. Over here. We gotta make some calls, man. It's not big enough for you. <laughs> Oh man, I see the way you're sucking on that pacifier. You're gonna, you're gonna be good, kid. You know what I'm saying? Let me get my card. Brian has uh, got all this energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man. So from Jacksonville, what happens with you? This is this is what I want to hear. About. Oh man, Jacksonville. So from Jacksonville, you know now it's time. Towards the end of my career at Jacksonville, you start getting these calls. First, you get these. This whole process is crazy. So you get these calls from uh, just random numbers or Facebook messages, and it's from agents. So I'm still not sure if they're supposed to contact you or not. 
I'm not sure. So if they're not, I'm not gonna say any names. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was just like, we're getting like two or three from the same people and just telling me, uh, you know, what they could do for me and offering and right. There. And then I told you after I made the Arizona State shot, that went from like two or three to like eight or nine, because mm -hmm. now my uh, projection now is kind of flirting with. It was gonna be extremely tough, but now you see an NBA guy or like forever it was just overseas. And I was like, maybe, maybe not. So now I'm getting like a different type of interest. Um, so from there, after JU, you again, you have to continue to work out. It's really not a break because you're um, you're preparing to go overseas. You're preparing maybe to have NBA workouts. My first NBA workout was with the Miami Heat. I mean, then it was so again crazy how it happened. I'm just um, I'm in Jack. I'm in Jacksonville for some reason. Maybe just working out, hanging out as usual. I get a call from my agent. He was like, "What you doing?" Like literally like this, I'm like, I'm in the gym. You're going to Miami in like the next two hours. I was like, for what? He was like, the Heat want to work you out. Like, we about to get you a flight. Just be wow. prepared. Wow. No, he said the next four hours. So I'm like, cool. I wasn't, I was driving to the gym at the time. So my mind is like, I got to get ready. So I'm going to Jay to work out. While I'm working out on the gun and get my assistant coach to work me out. And that's another thing, like. Off topic again, when you have great coaches, like I had graduated my coaches at JU, and that's how I try to be with my players. Like they remain my coaches. They let me get in the gym anytime I want. If I needed anything, need to call anybody. Like all four of them were great with that. So shout out to them and kind of how I learned my style with being uh, being relatable and like being people in your players' lives, a right. uh, figure and not just their coach for four years. Right. So I go to work out anyway. And, I come back to my phone. My agent come like ten times. He leaving messages like cussing me out, like, "What you doing, man? Like, we supposed to get on the flight?" <laughs> like, so I was like, "Bro, you said four hours. It ain't been but one." He was like, "Anyway, so my flight is late that night. I get there. It's a funny story again. Like, now that I'm so much older and culture, I look back like, God, I really didn't know anything. You're not that old, man. Yeah. <laughs> I get off the plane, land in Miami. So uh, this is." I was at JU, so I used to go to Miami all the time. But I get off the plane, I promise, it's like the prettiest girl I ever seen in the world. Uh, other than my wife, of course. I was, I was, I was <laughs> other, about to come Other than my wife. Other than my wife. Nowhere that. close to my wife. So it's just like, I see her getting in the car. I just remember this because it all goes together with me. I see her getting in the car with this like older man. I'm like, this doesn't go together. Then I just really kind of realized, like, I looking back, I seen what kind of car he in. I was like, oh yeah, he had a lot of money. Like that made, <laughs> that make like this, this does go together. <laughs> so I'm walking around the airport like 30 minutes. Like where where's my ride? Like I'm looking for somebody dressed like you, like in Miami, Egypt, right, like right, Miami, looking professional. Yeah, yeah. So I call my agent like. Bro, there's nobody here to get me. He said, he called him back. He was like, they say they're there. I'm still looking 10 minutes. I was like, bro, there's nobody here to get me. So after a while, this dude came to me in a full suit with my name. Like, Ben Smith. I'm like, yeah. He was like, I'm with the heat. So now I'm like, I done walked by this dude like five times. Why he wasn't holding the sign up? <laughs> like, why he wasn't holding the sign up? So we get to, we walk into the car again. Walk into the car. I'm about to put my bag in the front seat. So when I'm about to, uh, he was like, nah, you get in the back. So this car, this car probably was worth like 200,000. Like, so me again, I'm just like young kid. So I'm in the back seat. Now I'm like, I don't know if I should record or I should just sit back here like I'm used to it. And you know, like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, like what I do, like I'm texting all my homeboys, like you ain't gonna believe this, bro. Like, 
Oh, we go. Um, so that's just kind of like the lifestyle of it. My first, they drop me off at the hotel. We get ready for the workout. The workout was. Uh, I meet Pat Riley, and Pat Riley is. I'm not really one of those uh, starstruck people, but I mean this Pat Riley. It was, I mean, this Pat, Pat, Riley, Riley, Pat Riley, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so he shake my hand. I'm just looking like that same way, like bro, you Pat Riley. You know? <laughs> Um, but the workout was it's, it was six of us. Um, Dexter and this again as I got older and learned the game, understand why it went like it went. So it's me and like three other guards, Landry Fields, and I don't remember Jeremy Wise and another guy. So we're on the other end doing like simple stuff we do in college. And I'm like, why are we doing this? Like we could do this anywhere. On the other end, Dexter Pittman and Kyle Orton are on the other end. They're going like one on one. These two big guys, Dexter Pittman from Texas, Kyle Orton from Kentucky. One on one, all the coaches down there, looking at them. We got one or two coaches down there. So just looking back, we were really just there to feel the workout. They needed two, uh, four guards to play with them, and they ended up dra drafting Dexter Pittman. Um, so that's just how I kind of start figuring out how the NBA works. Like it was good to look at us as well, maybe to get us on some, um, what they call like some league rosters or something. Right. But as you look back, the workout was for them. We just needed some guards to fill up. To play. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. But anyway, it was a great experience, though. So you still meet them people, go through the facility, get measured. Again, like I said, I was supposed to be six feet. I remember when I was getting measured with the heat, they were, like, doing my arms and hands and stuff. They were like, man, you got big hands, man. You got long arms. Like, how like how you only five nine? <laughs> five <laughs> ten. Yeah, 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 five ten. Yeah. Check, check, the the, check the book, five <laughs> ten. Yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, a great experience. And. a good joke um or not i don't i don't really know where we're at in the podcast right now um anyways we figured we'd take this little time to do a, a quick sponsorship break uh make sure you get a good word on our our sponsor we still have the same sponsor the same great sponsor who has kind of been with us since day one uh kind of the backbones of how we got everything started we got to mention buckeye preferred services uh, tree work and removal, as the sign says right there, cutting out your problems. What a great slogan. Great one. Great one. Uh, anyways, they do 24-7 uh, uh, on-call kind of uh, tree tree cuts and stump removal. Um, they are um, in the kind of middle Georgia area. Uh, they are, I think, I think David said they'll go pretty much anywhere, though. You know, has chainsaw, will travel. Um, as the number says right there, you catch them 478-484-2178 uh, or 478-290-4138. They do free estimates, and they are insured. 
Uh, and that's what you're going to want. If you got somebody taking down a tree at your house, you are going to want them insured. Uh, be sure to give them a check. Uh, give them a call. Like I said, free estimates. They'll be glad to come out uh, and, and let them talk to you. You know, See if they can't maybe help you out uh, with your tree removal needs. Thank you, Buckeye Preferred Services. Always, always a big supporter of the, the podcast here. Uh, next up, uh, because we've got Mr. Ben Smith here, y'all kind of, Kind of got a little meet and greet with him so far. We thought thought we'd throw this in there for him. Uh, He has got uh, the 11th annual Ben Smith Youth Basketball Camp. So this is four days now. Four days, 9 to 12, three hours a day. I'm going to carry the three. That's 12 hours of on-hands kind of basketball uh, advice, expertise, and attention uh, from a worldwide professional basketball player. He's been all over the place. Um, it's for ages 15 to 16. Uh, it'll be at Stowe's Park, 100 South Drive, Dublin, Georgia. Um, it's $50 per person. He does offer group rates if you've got a whole team that you'd like to try to get in there. Um, they're going to have all kind of you know training drills, um, all kind of advice from a, obviously a professional basketball player. Uh, they'll be doing all kind of prizes and things like that. Um, and I, I – Listen, after after sitting and talking with him for a little while now, it it has been an absolute treat. This is something you're not going to want to miss. Uh, so if you're thinking about, you know, getting your 5- to 16-year-old out there and uh, to getting a lot better at basketball, learning some more fundamentals, uh, and just being under the care uh, and getting to learn from just a great guy, you know, who's got a good head on his shoulders, please don't hesitate to reach out. We'll make sure we put the link to their uh, Facebook page and maybe some registration um, down uh, in the description of this video, there is a there is a barcode on there. You can try to scan it. Um, but I, I think for that, uh, we will go ahead and uh, get back to the podcast. Thanks, y'all, for listening. And then from there, I go, it takes a while for me to sign. Again, so a different type of paranoia. You're home. Now I'm back in Dublin. So now it's the what's next from everybody. Like, are you going to play or whatever? So I'm getting up, going to work out every day, living at my mom and him. I go to Greece. I sign to Greece. <sighs> Great experience for a country. When I go there, Greece was in financial trouble, like financial, the whole economy, not just the basketball. Mm-hmm. So I go to Greece. It's one of the, at the time, one of the top two countries in the, uh, it's America. It's Spain. Uh, a B. The Spanish league, and then Greece is the next top league in the in the world after the United States, of course. So my agent telling me, "You go here, you play well, and you um, you'll be on the summer league roster next year. You know, your dream of being in the NBA. You have a try. You know, a chance at it." So that's all I'm set on. I go there. No, on the plane, I meet my guy Jamon Gordon, who's from Jacksonville. We call him Reb. Um, big time, one legend, legend. Uh, play, short stint in the league uh, overseas. One of the first guy I knew, uh, not too much of his business, like to get a million dollar contracts over there. Just so he's telling me he's playing for uh, Olympiacos, which is the best team in Greece. Uh, he, he was like, man, I don't know. He was like, it's tough here, and the country messed up. Like, I don't know if you're gonna get paid. So I'm like, what you gonna mean if I'm gonna get paid? Like, I'm, I'm coming over here to get paid. Like, what you mean? So, but he just was telling me, and um, so we get there again, and it's just like. People take this for granted, but you're literally landing in another country, and whoever coming to pick you up, they're a complete stranger. Right. So it's still a level of paranoia for me anyway, and trust. Oh, yes. Yeah, like, and it's not like they're picking you up and saying, "Hey, how you doing, Mr. Smith?" Like they barely speak English as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you're getting in that car. You gotta 
trust on faith, they're taking you to your apartment. So I get the grease. Anybody that tell you to play overseas, the most important thing you want to know before you get there, that's my internet work. <laughs> that's your first question. So my internet didn't work for like four weeks, and every day was the next day, the next day. So, oh, I, so this is my first time. So I'm ne- like, I'm not even really communicating with my family. Like I got to walk outside and try to bum off another neighbor's Wi-Fi. It's choppy. So they're paranoid. My internet will not work. I'm watching Rush Hour DVD four or five times a day. <laughs> <laughs> not really knowing how to cook, eating oh, the same thing from man. the same spot. Man, it was rough. Oh, man. And yeah, but I was playing well. I was playing well in the game. So it was, I was um, grinding through it. I was like, man, everything going to be all right. So the first paycheck is time to get paid. Oh, we, uh, it's like Monday. We got you Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. So it's like the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the internet. Yeah. The next day, yeah. next day. Yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday. And then, so I start talking to other vets, and it's like, man, everything, I always the next day in Greece. So it's like a week and a half, still didn't get paid. So now I am, this is my first time, so I am running out of American money that I have, uh, you know, moved over. So I'm like, y'all got to give me something. Like, I ain't got no internet. I can't eat. Like, you got to give me something. So they gave me a little bit, still didn't get paid. Eventually, they end up uh, releasing like all of us Americans from like the, uh, the the teens that were in financial trouble. All of us pretty much got sent home in other places. So my first experience in Greece was I was in Athens. The country was beautiful. The basketball was going good, but the financial part was messed up. Mm. And when you're financial over, messed up and you're living, uh, so again I was 22 at that time. So I got sent home. Um, and it really messed it really it messed me up for a little while. I had an opportunity um, to go to Sweden, no, to Australia after that, which is a great great league. But honestly, I was scared. Like it made me nervous, so I decided to go into the G League draft, which was a terrible decision. Even and I knew it at the time. The money was better in Australia. Even the opportunity was better, but it was like now you telling me I was twelve hours ahead, no, eleven hours behind in Greece or ahead. Either way. I was up when y'all was sleeping. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was eight hours in Greece. If I was going to Australia, I was gonna be half a day. So I'm like, man, I ain't trying to like it kinda had and I kinda regret that to this day. And I passed it up. But anyway, that's how I ended up in Sweden. I turned down a great deal in Australia. And I always look back like, man, I would have went to Australia. Like, I probably could have got you never know. Like it's another one of those leads that propels you back into the NBA for us or summer league situations. And that's probably the one decision, one time in my life where fear stopped me from like mm-hmm. progressing. Cause I don't, I don't live by fear, man. I just go get it. Yeah. yeah. But that one time, it definitely did. It may have been the best decision. Do you know how much things in Australia can kill you? They yeah. got spiders as big as this table. <laughs> Kangaroos will box. You know what I mean? That place scares me. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it. Plenty of snakes too. They yeah, say, yeah. yeah, they just be in your house chilling. Oh no, nah, I probably would have flipped everything. I'm gonna got bit by a snake in school like that in Florida. I was about to put my hand on a rail and he was wrapped up in it. Oh uh, no! Oh, man, man, listen, not. I almost forgot I would potty not. train. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! Okay, so Greece, back home. Turn down Australia, go to Sweden. Super cold. Sweden, super cold? Man, listen. I'm trying to think, like, geographically now where Sweden is. Man, I couldn't tell you. I just know I was there. (laughs) (laughs) 
know you were there. Co- you know, co- 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 home, co- bro, I wear. I got there in November. From November, oh, and started in November. to March, our warmest day was 14 degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, oh wow. no! It was the first time we would have have to like cancel practice because it gets like snowed in. Mm. Oh, like couldn't gosh. open your doors. I didn't know how to drive in that weather, so I had I actually won a car when I was there. My teammates used to have to drive it for me. <laughs> <laughs> They're That's like, the beginning of Uber. Yeah, yeah, yeah fast, fast, bro. <laughs> and he was loving it though, cause he got to take the car home with him. Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, I come get you, bro. Just yeah. let me keep the wheel. Like, I'm good." Tell me where you want me to get you. Got dark at three p.m. daily. Oh my that god, that's, that's that's super north and that's yeah. super far away from the equator. And then by the time I left, it was like light out. Like we could go out three, four o'clock in the morning. It looked like two p.m. Yeah, like just it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Really good time though. That would mess up my flow state. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Sleep, yeah. Sleeping yeah, was sleeping was different, man. The flow yeah. was kind of messed up. Yeah, man. no kidding. <laughs> I like how you're using that flow state. I'm working it in, Ben. He wrote it that big. I'm working it in. You know what I mean? You're vibing, no cap. That is right. Don't give him too much. Don't give him too much. (laughs) (laughs) Overwhelm him with the lingo. I've got on a cap, bro. What are you talking about? It's my Hawks cap. Oh, man. So, one of the main questions I've been wanting to ask, man. So, playing overseas, man. First off, where do you think? The best place you played is. I think there's a couple more that you haven't got to mention. France, no doubt, no doubt. Why? What what makes France the place to be? For me, it's the most American, easiest to get around. They're they're a standoff country. Like they're proud, they're proud people. Their country is nice. Their economy is good, and it's like they have a nice living. Like, don't get me wrong, Sweden is was great. Iceland is a really small place. Mm -hmm. So in my town in Iceland, we had a bank, we had a gym, and we had one little grocery store. So was it food land? I was just about to ask, was it food land? <laughs> I'm just curious. Oh, nah. Food, food long. Whatever it was, I probably couldn't pronounce it, but nah. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. But France, so my first year in France, I'm on a train 13, 13 minutes away from Paris. So my like any free time, I'm always in, I'm in Paris. So it's like being in New York to me. Like yeah. just you get to see other Americans. You can eat American food. Uh, got plenty of shopping. I probably bought at least forty pair of Jordans while I was in. Uh, Let's go. <laughs> while I was in France, so definitely the style of the lifestyle was better. But um, my what I would take to say most about overseas, man. I use this as coaching to this day. Being overseas and. If any athlete watches this, like, for your team, you can use this now. Like, it teaches you, like, it's not about you. It's the epitome of, like, uh, every day you're waking up and you have to learn life and live life, how to be a part of something and then not being about you. Mm. Because mm. Here in America, we're kind of so uh, – we're player-centric. We're Trey Young-centric. We're LeBron-centric. We're whoever over there, it's about the team. Like, I don't care who you, who you are and what you do. Like, we're it's about the team. All these guys need to feel a part about for, feel a part of this. We're gonna move the ball. We're gonna share. We're gonna communicate. Um, but and also as the American, you're it might be three of you or four of you on the team to nine other Frenchmen, and and just in general, everybody in the land. You speak a different language, so it's not on them to understand your language. It's on you. I agree. To, to make your ingratiate yourself in that, and you can be the standout American and try to. Oh, I'm not gonna learn that. I'm not gonna do that. 
But what good does that do for you? Mm-hmm. What good does that do for the team? Yeah, that can't be a good look. That's mm-hmm. not going to help anyone. Exactly. And that's the difference. I heard the guy, uh, Tyrese Rice, he said this. And it's, it's true. That's really the difference between the guys who make a lot of money overseas and the guys who stay around the same amount because a lot of guys are so stuck on, this how I always play, this how I'm going to play. But you might go to a team, it might be three other Ben Smiths or better. So tonight, his night, we're going to run it for him. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those guys pout. Yeah. Because it's not about me. Instead of just learning how to be the best version of you to help the group. Yeah. So that's what I learned the most overseas. And I try to tell my team that. Now, and it's a hard struggle, especially in high school. Because, one, you're not as mature. Two, you have parents. And I don't. 90% of parents, just being honest, they want their start, their child to start, team to win second. Yeah. So, yeah. You can say all that, and then they go home to the direct, most direct influence, and they're saying, "Well, man, why you let Brian take all the shots? Like you need to shoot too." So, but that's that's for sure the most thing I learned overseas. Just learn how to uh, just be a part of something, not all to be about me. And my French team, I had some rough experiences in France. I had uh, a just quick story. I had one teammate. He thought he was so much better than he was. Like this guy would not beat me ever. Like <laughs> ever, we can be like. One day we played one-on-one, I literally, like, made a point, like, beat him, like, ten straight times and was very nonchalant about doing it. But you could not tell him that. So he had to be – but he was a good player. He was a good player. He just – not as good as me. (laughs) But uh, so he – big arrogant, big attitude. We're playing one team, and this time I'm the leading scorer in our um, league. So it's ten, and I had started learning French. But I had learned from American long time, like, don't share everything you learn, you know. So I still play the card. It's like I don't know what's going on. So I just sit around listening to conversation. Like I don't know anything, yeah. but I'm comprehending eighty mm-hmm. percent of this. So we're at the time I'm four for five. I have ten points, uh, eight, four field goals and two free throws. We're at five at halftime. He comes in the locker room, and he's talking to the rest of the guys in French, and he say, "We're gonna let the American take all the shots. We're gonna let the American take all the shots." So I'm just still just like I don't know what's going on. So I can lean back. Okay, so I'm just like, all right, it's early in the year. So I want to learn my team as well. Let's see how y'all going to play this. Like, are you going to listen to him or are we going to come out and try to win? The second half, I'm the point guard. They literally stalled me out. Like, mm. literally stalled me out. Like, I bring the, if I don't shoot it, bring across the court as the point guard, I give it up. I wasn't getting it back. Not coming back to you. So I ended with thir- 13 points. They got scored three points the second half. But the funniest when I tell Ja'Cory Payne, shout out to Ja'Cory Payne, he in France now, he from Dublin. When I was telling him this story, the funniest thing about it, at the end of the game, the guy who wants to be the guy, they run the play for him. All right? So at this time, I know they stalling me out. At this time, I'm not as mature as I was just speaking about. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, go ahead, go ahead. Make the play. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Go ahead. I know you're going to be low. We're going to lose like this. <laughs> so he goes to the hole. He has to play. He's right at the paint. As he's about to shoot it, he kicks the ball out to me. I'm literally in the worst my posture, but <laughs> just like this. Like I'm I'm not ready for the basketball at all. Because right. mentally I'm not here. I'm not checked yeah. out, man. He throw it to me, I shoot it, I miss it. We lose in overtime. All right. So that was a lesson learned for me. But it also made me realize, like, all right, this you really just ego tripping. Cause in the biggest moment when you could have been the man, you still wanted to give me the ball. Like when it came to winning. Like, he was open. It wasn't like uh-huh. a situation where they doubled him. Like, uh-huh. he was open. 
But after the game, I remember the newspaper the next day, they was blaming me for missing the shot. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So it just was a lesson learned. And like I said, I wasn't as true as I was then. Like, it didn't even matter. Like, I should have been like, let's just win this game. Like, okay. And then we could have, as teammates, talked about what we had that. But instead, that whole year, like, I held that grudge with him. Like, any little thing, we'll be about to fight. We never fought. But any little, it was like two bulls with nobody uh, yeah. giving ground. But yeah, you live and you learn. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, to answer your question, France most definitely the best living situation. And my wife loved it as well. My mother and auntie came to visit me. So yeah, man, it was dope out there. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. So you come back to Dublin, become the head coach of the men's program here in Dublin for four years. Talk to us about the tuxedos last year. Oh man, that that made such an impression on me, man. Oh man, it was uh, man. I'm a uh, so I'm always brainstorming, like always. So just looking for different ways to also make make take the program to a different level, but make them see themselves different. Mm-hmm. So our mission is, um, and I got the same mission in Baldwin. Mission statement is uh, to make to empower young men to see past their circumstances, resources, and limitations, so they know if they're intentional with their growth and development, they can achieve what um, what they doesn't seem possible possible as players and as people. That is thick, That's man. so that good. Is thick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, like, it was just another way to think. Like, we had we had a documentary the year before. Uh, we took on the Florida. So it's like, what what else can we do to make them see themselves as even bigger than basketball players? Mm-hmm. And you know, none of them are really rocking suits at this age. You don't want to really put on a suit. But I do know their mindsets and attitudes. Like, if we put it on. And I knew the girls were gonna be in the gym. Like the girls could be like, "Oh, they look good in the suit," <laughs> you know. So the ideas start coming to me, and then I just start getting with the community, uh, and just asking them about asking people to donate. And like the first thing I do with anything is, I'm sure you guys deal with this. Like you have to invest in yourself. That's right. So the first couple of suits I bought myself, and then it just kind of took off from there. I ran into my coaching staff. We got with some people. We got uh, some people to donate the shoes. Um, so all those people. Probably out of the fifteen suits, um, probably had seven or eight with people bought individually mm. for, for the kids. Man, they loved, but they loved it, bro. The first time they put them on, you could just—it's mm-hmm. like a proud. Well, I don't know if I'm an uncle or father to them with the age difference, but just to <laughs> see them like the glow in them, and you yeah. could just see them feeling each other. And even those moments, it looked like a wedding. Them just helping to get each other dressed. And we had two girl managers as well. Right, I remember. So. Same with them in the business suit. And when they walked out, man, it was just like one of those, one of my proudest moments just to see them looking like that and feeling so good about themselves. And we had them all year. So we was just waiting for the right game to wear them. And so yeah. when we warmed the East Lawrence into that game, like I think on my Instagram, it had got like almost like 200,000 views, 200,000 views. Like a, it was like monks. Like of every time I got my Instagram coming, coming about right. yeah, right there, and I know that was huge for them. I know years from now when they look back, and we lost that game that night, <laughs> but they probably remember more about wearing the suits than actually uh, losing the game. So sure, just always trying to create new moments for our, the, the kids, man. That's it. That's it's what, so much bigger than basketball. Oh man, for sure, for sure. Basketball, even for me, for LeBron, it's gonna be, it's gonna go flat one day. Mm-hmm. You're gonna spend more of your time as a human and what you learn with those characteristics than you are uh, actually being a basketball player. So shout out to my guys, man. Them Dublin guys, for yeah. sure. So you're headed to Baldwin. Yes, sir. Baldwin County Braves. Yes, sir. 
Um, I, I personally, I'm just going to say whenever I found out the news, uh, I was happy for you, uh, but I was saddened to be losing you from around here. I remember, uh, re- this is one of the things about you, Ben. I remember reaching out to you and congratulating on, on your success here at Dublin and wishing you the best when you go on the Baldwin and you, and you did something that a lot of people don't do in that situation, man, is you, you, you reach back out. Yeah, you know, you met every time I reached out to you, whether it was after a big loss, whether it was after a big accomplishment, when I would reach out to you, you always responded, man, mm-hmm. and that just always meant so much to me mm-hmm. uh, because at that time we we wasn't best friends. Yeah, yeah. Now we we've uh, grown a lot. Since yeah, then. yeah. <laughs> right. we, we've come a long way. Uh, so uh, talk to us about what you're expecting in Baldwin and what you got forward to look look forward to there. Okay. Before I answer that, I want to. Um, speak on the like reaching out, reaching back out thing, man. I just feel like us as humans, like on big, on just being a good person, like we are much more alike than we are different. All of us. Mm-hmm. So in those situations, like if it was me, I would want somebody to respond to me. Uh, if I, especially when they're trying to say something nice or even trying to pick you up, like I feel like I'm never too busy or someone's never. Now, nah, if you're LeBron James, you probably get eight hundred of those <laughs> every five minutes. That's different. But someone like me is just. And I try to teach my kids the same thing, like, mm. like keep. That's what make good teams, good people. Even good school energy. When I come to school in the morning, uh, my man, some of my best relationships are not with my players. Well, we have great relationships, but just some of the students in my mm. PE classes. Just when I come in, like, no matter what I'm doing that day or how it was that morning, like I'm higher energy, like. Hi, what's up, man? I got a joke for you. If a girl changed her hair, I'm like, oh, you think you cute because you changed your hair today. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if my boy got on some new shoes, okay, boy, I see you with just those little things, yeah. you know? So And so when I announced that I was leaving, you wouldn't believe the messages I got from just the student body yeah, of sure. just, just like, coach, man, we going to miss you, but you got to do what you got to do. But we just, uh, you like, you make this, you one of those people anybody in school can talk to and all that. So they're proud of me more than me. Than anything, and before I want to speak to my ball about my balling team, well, my now my guys, I gotta like give my guys at Dublin a proper just do. Like those kids, man, we went ninety eight and seventeen uh, during that time. And if we really want to dissect that, I don't know the exact number, but at least seven. I know at least seven of those games, our losses, we didn't have our whole team. Like we had guys either out for football visits or. Um, you know, we got a good football program, so playing mm-hmm. it around. So it's like when you really find comment through it, like you can argue. You can argue if we have our whole team and a couple of God look God on our side a couple of times, mm-hmm. you might have six losses in two state championships. I know right. a lot of programs can do that, but those it's just a testament to like the work those guys put in. Um and I always say my first team, we went twenty two and six, but they would have been even better, but they won a state championship. So they went from we had six guys go from playing basketball in uh, June to not playing basketball again in January. Mm-hmm. But just the work, seeing those guys, Zion Davis, uh, Justin Willis, um, Tyquan Davis, just kids who were um, Tay Bloodsaw. I named those for kids who, like, Tyquan might not fit into that, but really weren't looked at as kids who were going to be impactful mm-hmm. in the high school career. But year to year, they just put in so much work and got so much better. Yeah. And you look out there. And you're like, God, those kids making plays, Dublin's so good. But, nah, it wasn't that. Like, two years ago when people were looking at our roster, nobody was saying, like, that's team going to be 28-2. and two. Right. But it was just the work they put in. We were never – we were only ranked in the top 10 preseason one year. So it's not like the state was looking at us and, like, oh, they're going to be juggernauts. But when you 
go 55 and 4 in two years. The people at the games are, oh, they're loaded. No, we're loaded, but it's because of the work the, mm -hmm. the children put in, and they trusted me. They gave a Friday night football game sometime to come work Saturday morning, 6 o'clock wake-ups. Those are like high-character athletes, and mm -hmm. I just kind of wish it would have um, – I always tell them, man, they like winning the state championship won't ever define me. Um, I mean, not not I plan to win one, of course, but that I mean, it's not, it's the impact we have on these kids. The state championship will mean much more to them, to me, for them than it will for me. Right. And as far mm -hmm. as basketball concerned, man, my resume is pretty good already, so mm -hmm. I'm not really worrying about myself. So before I want to go in the bar, I have to get those guys, my TND guys, and, um, man. I could have been without I, much as y'all learned from me. I learned just as much from you as people, and they already know. They were the first people I told about my move, and all those guys. I hit every one of my t returners. Told them, I mean, my people who had graduated first, mm -hmm. and they all hit back within like seconds. With coach, we understand, man. Go get you deserve it, coach. You taught us so much, blah blah blah. And that's what you want to hear, man. Right. You know, they go a lot further. Impactful. Yeah. And now for us, Baldwin, man, I'm so I'm super excited. I'm uh. I feel Baldwin is a unique place. I've been kind of describing it as uh, they got a great tradition there, right? And it's one of the few places in the South. And every time I say something like this, people get in their feelings, but I'm going to try to explain myself without it. So Georgia in general is a football state. Nothing is wrong with it. I love football. <clears throat> Dublin High School is treated as a football school. All right, that's nothing wrong with it. Every time I say that, it's like a huge concern, but that's just what it is. Uh, this is the South. Baldwin is one of those places where it's everybody loves football, but basketball is like, all right, we want basketball to be it. Like, okay. ba like basketball is like, we want you to drive this community to school. Because they have, they had Coach James Lumpford at one point. They had 10 guys, now this way before my time, but they had like 10 guys off a 12 man roster signed Division One scholarships. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so and they have been nationally ranked. Their head, um, Coach Lunsford, he has worked with Michael Jordan hand at hand and um, LeBron James camp. So the, uh, I won't say older, the veteran com community of the ball, like they are thirsting for that back. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's unique because it's a 4A school. It's one of those situations where, Everybody goes to one school. Well, it's zoned in one school. Mm -hmm. So I'm my kind of been looking at it right there. And they did get a state championship two year, two or three years ago. But it's uh, they have a lot of kids who move out of the area because mm -hmm. you, know, you have 1,500 kids. That go to, we have more kids at our middle school than high school. But you want to have one basketball team. So you have a lot of kids who kind of slip through the cracks and then end up going somewhere else and develop later. Mm -hmm. So we have – a kid in, that's from Milledgeville, born and raised, that's in Atlanta right now at a high school. Kid's got 16 offers. Good. Uh, that, yeah. But he's a Milledgeville kid. So we have, I can go on and on about stories about that. So I'm excited to like to try to keep those kids home. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. try to keep those kids home. It's like the the mansion on the uh, the street and you see it and it's all big and it's you see potential, but it's beat up on the outside and whatever. But if you renovate it, yeah. Like nobody else, it's not a house on the block that can uh, compare to it. Right. So that's how I kind of see this situation. We have some talented players, and so I'm just trying to ingratiate myself in the community, community, learn who I need to talk to. Uh, just be more than a basketball coach on Tuesday, Thursday. I mean Tuesday, Fridays, and Saturdays. Getting involved with the rec. Just um, just pretty much dive in like I dove in here, but just up to a new level. New, you know. 
I feel like I got to get better in this just like I asked my players to get better. Very well. Well, I think we're all excited. We definitely have to make it out of Baldwin County for a couple mm-hmm. of games. Man. For sure, for sure. Please. I think we're all excited to see, you know, what, what you can take out there from what you've learned, what you've got to share with us today, um, you know, and what you can do with that program out there, you know, bigger program, um, trying to, you know, put some of your values in that mm-hmm. program to make it, you know, more appealing for some of those kids to stay around and uh, and do some things for their hometown. And I, I – it sounds great, but I'm, I'm very excited for you. Appreciate it, bro. Appreciate it. Definitely excited. Well, I think that's about all the time we've got tonight. Yeah. yeah. It's been fun, man. As I know it will be. It's been a blast. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you again man, so much. No doubt, bro. Um, no. Thanks for, for having me. over to do this. This has been, been incredible. Now, we're, now, we put it in our ad break, but real quick, if you want to say something as well, too. About this basketball camp you got coming up, twelfth annual, I believe, right? Yep, yep. So yeah, my basketball camp, twelfth uh, annual, eleventh or twelfth. I, I can't, I can never remember if I had it during COVID, but eleventh uh, or twelfth annual Ben Smith basketball camp it'll be from July tenth to July thirteenth at Stubbs Park Gym for nine to twelve daily. Um, mm. Fifty dollars for one camper. We have group rates available. You come in, and the beautiful thing about it right now is that um, I'm actually at Baldwin, so now I can get the East Lawrence coaches to help, the West Lawrence coaches to help. <laughs> yeah. You know, and before it was kind of like, nah, bro, we, you know, yeah, yeah, the players. So you get against everybody from the community, man. I'm big on that. Like, don't get me wrong. While I was at Dublin, I want to beat East Lawrence and West Lawrence head in every time we play. <laughs> like every time we play. Like literally every time we yeah, play, the boy. But it's like it's all love. Like I know those guys, those players, and uh, that's another thing about me being from here. Like I'm cool with their players, East Lawrence, West Lawrence. So I have those guys work camps. But back to the camp, you got a chance to win prizes. Uh, I got a lot of pictures I need to give away. We have gear that we just give away. Man, it's just a beautiful time to um, be in there and share love for basketball with each other. And like I said, just get to interact as a community, man. And you know. I'm pretty sure I keep doing this, but you know, a lot of things that I've been doing around here, we're gonna have to move 45 minutes the other way. So yeah. let's not let's not miss out on this these opportunities. The, I don't think it's gonna be the last one, but we just never know. So come on out and let's you know make this a great time. Very good. Hey, again, thank you. We'll have a link for that basketball camp down in the description to the Facebook page, I believe, where the flyers are to get you some more information. Um, ben, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again so much. Um, anything else, gentlemen? I I would like to point out that he is our first guest. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so that couldn't have down, had a better one. That will man, go down in the record big. books. Absolutely. Yeah, we Absolutely. appreciate it, Ben. I knew when I was two, I was gonna be here. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, we been thirty four years in the making. Hey, but you got to think though that is impressive. Sorry. Very impressive. Yeah, I, I mean, that you that, scouted him. That, at that, two is, years that, old. It, that is. What he's done, or that you met him at two? That I remembered that. Oh, my God. Okay. Thank that you. I, ladies, I agree. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, hey, again, catch us, follow all of our socials. Be on the lookout for the uh, basketball camp information down in the description. Uh, and we will catch y'all next time. Thank you.